Welcome everyone to Lessons with Mike. This is take five. <laughs> take five of this episode. It, I, I had some ideas and some conceptual ideas that turned out absolutely suck in practice. Uh, my idea was to go to a random word generator and then spontaneously spend half an hour talking about whatever came up. Uh, that turned out to be a really shitty idea uh, with no merit behind it at all. And you know, the one thing that's important about you know being mature and realizing you're a man is realizing when you have stupid ideas. You know, everyone has stupid ideas from time to time. Even Landon had a stupid idea once. Tell them about your idea, Landon. I was going to say, normally you introduce me, but I'm Landon. I, I was, that, was, that was a long segue to the introduction. Okay, and uh, you said something about shitty ideas? Yes, tell them about a shitty idea you've had. A shitty idea I've had. Uh, a shitty idea I had one time was to... Uh, Oh, yeah, I was going to skip class and uh, go get some food, but I did it at the point in time whenever the uh, school resource officer was at the school exit at the high school, and I drove right up to him. He asked me where I was going, and I was like, oh, I thought I left something at home, but I didn't, and I turned around and went back into the school. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's not that bad in the grand scheme of things. It really wasn't. That was like me trying to be bad in school, and I failed at it. Me trying to be bad was, I'm going to get this problem wrong on purpose. <laughs> But no, anyway, today we are talking about Do You Need to Take That? No. Do You Need to Take That is a popular book written in 1942 by Oliver Samuels. It chronicles the life of a young British family. Is that true? No, I made all of that up. Okay, uh, in real life, I got a phone call. I was looking at the name, and I think Mike was like, is that really important? And it wasn't. <laughs> but anyway, uh, today, Landon and I are going to rotate a little bit. We're going to talk about problems we have in video games and in books. Okay, yeah, big pet peeves. Yes. So, Landon is going with video games because he plays a lot more video games. Yes. And I'm going with books because I read a bit more books. Yeah. So, uh, and it's one of the things... Okay, so, uh, one of my biggest pet peeves recently, and it's it's not 100% because I think they've started changing over, but something that determines whether or not I buy a video game anymore is if it says EA on it. I will not purchase an EA game. Why not? Because almost all of their video games recently like whenever they did sims whenever they did uh like the star wars battlefront game uh they have a bad habit of only releasing a portion of the game and you pay 60 dollars to buy it then they do a bunch of releases of like 20 dollar add-ons that actually complete the game and you do get the bare minimum but it's like oh if you want to do anything that's actually fun you got to pay extra money and i just i hate whenever games do that because i like whenever you just buy a game and own the game uh, there are other games that do similar things, but most of the time they just have it so you buy skins or, you know, you can change the aesthetic a little bit, but the game itself stays the same the entire time. But EA has a bad habit of being like, oh, we have 500,000 add-ons. Uh, I don't know if you play Sims. I used to play. Uh, I played uh, a little bit. The recent one, it's like you buy the Sims game and you have this one world, but if you want to get pets, you have to buy an add-on. It's $20. If you want your kids to go to college, it's a $20 add-on. If you want... Like, certain jobs, additional, it's $20 add-on. If you want the extra clothing, it's $20 add-on. It's, uh, I think it adds up to, like, $200 in add-ons. See, that's not worth it. To get the complete game. Yeah. You know, going off of what you've said, I remember when the PlayStation 3, that was uh, the first console I played regularly. You could play with anyone else who had a PlayStation 3, and you don't, you don't have to pay a monthly subscription. It was incredible. But when the PS4 came out, you then had to pay a monthly subscription to access online play. And I think that's just a, a kind of cash grab thing to get more people to purchase the membership. And the membership, it doesn't really do much for you. You get like one free game a month, but usually the free game is some really crappy indie game you've never heard of. 
Sometimes you'll get good ones, but uh, most of the time they're flops. I will say, I don't like that you have to pay for the internet on the... Because you're already paying for your own internet. Yeah. And then you have to pay for it through the PS4. But I do kind of get it, because they do have their own servers and everything. Yeah. So they're, the reason you're paying more is because PlayStation has servers, and they have to pay, like, to keep those. So that, suppose, that's fair. Yeah, I think they like, probably do run more smoother than I will the say, internet would. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do wish it was free, because like you said, it used to be free, and free is always nicer, but I do understand why they did that. Uh, Doesn't mean I like it, but I understand it at least. uh, It's like a psychological experiment that's happened. There were two monkeys. They gave one monkey a grape, and they kept giving this monkey grapes. The monkey was like, oh, yay, grapes. And then they took the grapes away from the monkey, and the monkey had to start doing tasks in order to get the grapes. The monkey was like, well, well, you just gave me all these grapes for free, and now you expect me to do stuff? I'm very unhappy about this. That's pretty much verbatim what the monkey said. Uh, okay, that the monkey did speak in this situation. <laughs> it, was is a, that, it was a magical talking monkey. It was a magical. Okay, good. So yeah. this is a true story. This is a true story. <laughs> okay, yeah. the monkey spoke, but you know, not in human language, in monkey language. Okay, so that's one of my pet peeves in video games. Mike's gonna—he reads more books than playing video games. Yes. So I used to play a lot of video games, but I've recently gotten into the habit of books. And one thing I really hate about books is if you look in, I read a lot of nonfiction books, and if you look at any politician's book, they're all exactly the same book. Like, they, they go over, they spend a few chapters going over their backstory and where they came from, and it, it's like cut and paste from other politicians' books. It's like any Republican politician is pretty much the same book. Like, uh, I read one of Marco Rubio's books, and it's pretty much a generic Republican book. There's nothing special about it, and these people make hundreds of hundreds of these books, all kinds of politicians. The same with uh, the Democrats as well. And all these people make all these books, and they're really just ways to get money, like personal money. Because once you're a politician, you raise campaign money, but you're legally not supposed to be able to spend that. So a lot of people will run, will run for president or run for some other office just to boost book sales. It's all one big massive grift, and the books really are not even that good. No matter who the politician is, you can find pretty much verbatim what they are saying if you just listen to one of their speeches. So I could read one book of a Democrat and one book of a a Republican politician, and I've just read all Democrat and all Republican books within reason. To an extent, yeah. It's like I've gotten the gist. Like yeah. there might, there's going to be differences, obviously. Yeah, and but... depending on like the time frame, like if you read a, a book written in the seventies, it'll have different opinions than the you know the, the common person does. Yeah. Today's party, but for the most part, they're pretty similar. Like there might be minor differences, but any generic Republican book will be: we need more Jesus in the country. Uh, we need more such and such. We need more of this. And the Democratic book will pretty much be the the opposite. Okay. It's just an echoing of their main policies and a bit of generic personal stories from whoever wrote it. So what's another video game problem that you have? <laughs> uh, something I do hate about video games. Uh, oh, I do hate the trend where... Okay, for uh, I forget the name of the game. Like Dark Souls yeah. and stuff like that. I'm sorry, Dark Souls is not a very good game. It's not fun. It's It's not. And the key to it is that it's hard. That's the whole thing where it's like, hey... Do you want to play a game that's really difficult? And it is. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, and it does have good graphics. It does have like a di- diverse amount of like monsters and creatures and mm-hmm. things you can do. But I hate whenever a game doesn't have, one, a storyline, and two, the movements in that game are very finite. And There's it's not, not a lot you it. can do. It's like to dodge, what do you do? You roll. 
You press the dodge uh, button. It's like you can block, but blocking is apparently useless because you still take damage. I haven't played through an entire game, but uh, I played it a little bit whenever it was free and I got it on PlayStation. Uh, but I did play it, and the first boss, it was like, oh yeah, you don't get any kind of like real intro or anything. We're just going to keep killing you, and you stay at the very beginning of the game for the first like hour and a half until you figure out how to beat this boss. And there are some people that are probably like, oh, I beat it the first time. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, no but the, the game itself, just I've watched gameplay videos because I was like, I want to see what comes after this. I'm curious. There's no story. It's just run through and kill monsters, which don't even know can be fun. But it just seemed too ridiculous to even try because I was like, it's not worth it. Which is why I didn't even buy the game in the first place. I just waited until it was free. See, but. that reminds me a lot of The Binding of Isaac, which is one of my favorite games, but I also hate it very passionately. Uh, it's designed to make you hate it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because it's the same, very similar to Dark Souls. I mean, but there is a story and there is an overarching... Uh, there's a lot more fun to The Binding of Isaac because, you know, each time you play is different. There's plenty of different characters. It's just, it's incredibly challenging to play the game. And there will be times where I'm doing really well mm-hmm. and then I die. And then I get very upset and have to leave the room for a long period of time and go drink a copious amount of alcohol. Which, okay, <laughs> that got deep. <laughs> but The Binding of Isaac, I will, like, say one thing that I kind of like about it, though, it, that Dark Souls doesn't have. Like, it does force you to restart if you die. Yeah. Like, you have to restart completely. That's yeah, it's, it. It's frustrating. But, but yeah. they do offer you, like, opportunities to get, like, special abilities and stuff. Yeah. And there's, like, a climbing system of difficulty. Where it's like, hey, it's not very difficult now. It's going to get harder later. Dark Souls kind of tries to do that. But it's like, hey, we want it to be extremely difficult. Good luck. Yeah, from the start, they just kind of throw you in there. It's just also just like I watched gameplay and I got bored because I was like, it's not good. I've watched comedy people do it. And it's funny whenever they're talking crap the entire time and they're playing the game. It's funny. But as far as a story, it's one of the things I also don't like about Call of Duty. There's no story anymore. They've gotten rid of campaign pretty much. They have a campaign, but the story itself isn't good, and it's not long. Uh, I miss games with story modes. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I personally enjoy, I know they want to make everything online, but I really enjoy single-player games. Yes, because there's not, like, like for someone who, you know, it's draining for them to talk and interact with people, like, well, there's no options for them anymore. They have to play with other people. Yeah. And also, like, just in general, like, I enjoyed God of War recently. Yeah, uh, God of War and Ragnarok were both really great games. Totally single player. You didn't have any online crap that went along with it. And I like online occasionally. Like, if I'm playing, what is it, Mario Kart, I enjoy the online play. I think that's fun to get to, like, you know, race against other people, stuff like that. I understand. I personally don't care that much about Call of Duty. I enjoy Call of Duty because it's on my phone, and whenever I'm bored at work, I can play it. But I don't. I don't get the obsession with online play, where it's like it has to have online play. Uh, I just don't. It's another cash grab. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. Because <laughs> if you notice, too, everything that is like a... Every video game, not every, but I'm going to say every video game has that... Mike stopped recording, so now we're restarting, though. We're, uh, uh, but also, yeah, yeah. with online play, like, I hate that, like, everything has that battle royale mode now. Yeah. And it's like, it I don't It takes mean... forever, too, when you get down to, like, the last six people. It takes yeah. so long. I don't mind battle royale, but I hate that every game is doing the same thing. Like, I played, oh my god, like, games that don't even need online play, where I played the Tomb Raider games. Yeah. The first one, great. It was awesome. Second two, 
to get all the trophies on PlayStation, oh my god, there's an echo in this room. But to get all the trophies on PlayStation, uh, you actually have to go into online play, and no one plays Lord Tomb Raider on uh, online play, because there's no point. It's an it's a very heavy story-based game, but I don't know. That's one of my pet peeves. I'm gonna go. I went on a rant about that one. That's okay. I'm gonna go on a rant about my next one. What's your big pet peeve about books? My next one is there's a lot of mimicry in the fantasy genre, and you know, uh, it used to be there wasn't very many fantasy books, and then uh, the Game of Thrones books got very popular, and Harry Potter books very popular. And now so many books are reverting to that. Oh, Medieval Kingdom with dragons, but the characters have lots of sex. Yeah. That's pretty much the common theme in most popular fantasy books. Or uh, The Hunger Games, dystopian future girl hero. That's pretty popular too. I haven't seen any of these. (laughs) Uh, Divergence, another example. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that one. Uh, The Fifth Wave, that's an example. Uh, it's just, there's there needs to be more originality. If you want some good original fantasy writing, this is more sci-fi than fantasy. But the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is very unique. And oh, hey, kitty! There's a kitty trying to jump up on the table. He will probably, maybe. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, the books they they try to copy pretty much the success of other books, and it never ends up going well. Like you, you may have a like if you take a cookie right Mm -hmm. and let's say you have seven cookies you don't have seven good cookies right you have seven mediocre cookies when you could have had one really good cookie also going off of that mimicking like books and stuff because you're talking about divergent and that brought like so much divergent i felt like okay divergent and uh what was it maze runner yeah and it felt like they were just trying really hard to be hunger games yes because hunger games was a good movie and it was successful and I enjoyed Hunger Games. It has some issues. Everything has issues. But <laughs> it was a good movie and series of movies. And then they created those to create a series of movies, and it wasn't good. Like, it wasn't awful. There were, like, you can watch them, and they're not going to ruin your life. But it seems like they were trying really hard to be like Hunger Games. Yeah. And it was like, why don't you just make something original? Well, that's tough, man. We can't, we can't do yeah. that. Yeah. Originality is a, is a dying thing in, in literature, unfortunately. Now, on the reverse side, though, you have people whose version of originality is, I'm going to make this as disgusting as possible. Yeah. It's original. Look, at, look how original this book is. In this book, he kills two people. In this book, he eats a person. Yeah. It's just like shock value and gore for, as a pretense of fake originality. It's just, it doesn't work for me. Also, I mean, don't get me wrong, there is a time and place for, like, shock value where it's like something okay uh oh i hate to use these as an example because i don't think they're good either the saw movies (laughs) but like that made sense of why it was so gruesome because it was meant to be horror and uh you know it was meant to like be graphic because it's meant to be scary but like within other things where they try to make things graphic because they want it to be edgy and it's like it's not edgy to be graphic i mean it it's just not um, You're trying too hard, basically. Yeah, and uh, I also hate this idea of they try they keep doing this, and it makes sense in some cases, not all, but where they want to make the villain all of a sudden the good guy. Yeah, and it's like okay, in real life that wouldn't happen because, and I'm talking about genuine villains like uh, 
Like Joker. Or Joker. Like, yeah, yeah, where they give the Joker's life story and they're like, now that you understand him, it's not that bad. And no, it's, it's like, it's no, pretty bad. it's still awful. It doesn't matter why you're murdering someone or doing all this stuff. It doesn't yeah. matter why. Like, it doesn't matter that you had a, sh- a shitty life. You just murdered a school bus full of children. Like, yeah, no, it was It was like, now, if you're doing something in self-defense and stuff, yeah, there, there are exceptions, but he's not. <laughs> he's not doing that. He's just insane and, like, a problem for society. And people are like, yeah, but now that we understand, I don't care that we understand. Yeah. I don't need to understand. Uh, and it goes into so many other things, too, where, like, I, I do think it's cool in some areas where they rewrite the story. Uh, for like, what's the name of that one with the fairy godmothers and Cinderella? Malef- Maleficent? Maleficent, yeah. Yeah, where uh, it shows like the other side of the story, but they change up the story on purpose to make it so it's like, hey, check out this side of the story. It was to create something new based off of a classic. And that kind of made sense. And it was like, okay, cool, I gotcha. Uh, she also did some pretty horrible stuff in that one too, though. She did. Yeah, she like cursed a person. She still cursed a baby, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, but like this guy broke her heart, and it's like, I well, don't. That's not an excuse to, you know. It's not an excuse to kill a child. I'm sorry. Oh man, I, I agree with that. Tremendously. It's like, yeah, if she had attacked the guy who cut off her wings and like did all this crap. Spoilers. The movies have been out for a while. It's on you if you haven't watched them. Yeah, but it's all your fault, audience. But it's one of those things where it's like, if she had attacked the guy who did all the crap to her, it's like, okay, that, that I can get behind. But she attacks a child, and it's like, because I wanted to hurt him. It's like, yeah, but you're still killing a child. One way or another, it's like, yeah, but it's like a curse that lasts a while, and it's like, it doesn't matter. Oh, man. Do you have any other video game things that you don't like? Uh, video games. Because I've got one more book thing, and I feel like if I have three, you also have to have three. I have a TV show thing. That's not a video game. It's not a video game. Uh, maybe you can do your third, and I can think while okay. you do that. So, the third thing I really don't like about books, a lot of writers do this. They think it's setting the scene or putting you in the picture. Um, the reality is it's very annoying, and if I, if I had a magical button to skip these parts, I almost... Uh, in every situation would they will spend 20 or so pages describing the environment and then only a few paragraphs are devoted to what actually happened the mountain can wait the mountain can wait <laughs> when landon used to have a job i would read this book to him while he worked his job and it was just it was such a boring book the, the author uh is a local author from uh, the place i live i'm sure she's a lovely person uh, I just was not a fan of the book. It was like so many pages of just what was going on, like describing the trees, the rustling of the leaves. Mike would read the book to me while I was working, and I do still have a job. <laughs> I love that you said that. Like that I had a job at Sam's Club at the time, and I worked night shift. And uh, whenever everybody was out of the store, I'd put my headphones on, and Mike would sometimes call me, and he'd be reading a book. And I would tell him, just read me the book. Yeah. And I do remember it was a solid 30 minutes where he read to me about the scenery in the book because that's what the book said he was just reading about scenery and setting it up and then there was like a paragraph where there was a conversation and then it went back to describing scenery yeah and it was like a camp of the size of a house not very big and it would just take an hour to describe how he got from one end of the house to the other and it's like it doesn't matter i don't care just tell me he teleported there i don't care (laughs) just talk about what happened Spend more time on, I feel like it, in some cases, this is just a way to pad out the book's length. Yeah. Because, like, the actual story, if you condense it, 
it probably would be like it was a comic book (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember anything in the book because it would go into great detail and i was always thinking oh this is going to come up later i'm going to keep track it never came back it was like oh there there was moss on the tree it was very slippery and wet and it was oh it's kind of a little erotic (laughs) but uh and you know there was this bear that you could hear in the distance and i was like oh okay there's going to be a bear chasing up a tree he's not gonna be able to get the tree because of the moss no nothing none of that ever came into play it's just (laughs) It existed. That information's there now. It puts you in the world, though. Yeah, a world where no one talks, really. A world where, you know, one every single step you take, you have a whole introspection of your life in the, in the process. Anyone out there who just really wants to, buy The Mountain Can Wait. You can find it at a local Goodwill. And just, like, read the book and, you know, give your opinions. Read as much of the book as you can. And, and, just... and, and anyone who I criticize is always invited to be on the podcast to defend themselves. That's okay. Have you ever criticized me? Uh, well, not on the podcast. Okay. I was going to say, if I listened to your podcast, I would know that. You do but... listen to my podcast. You're one of my biggest fans. I listen to one episode. You need to listen to all of them. I occasionally will scroll through my episodes just to be like, I wonder what all I took out. <laughs> There's a lot of editing I have to do on Landon's on. Oh, pet peeves. Yes, your final games. one. I still have to get one. Um, you need one more. Oh, I hate reboots of not old video games. So uh, Does this happen a lot. Let's. I'm going to use a classic example. Mm-hmm. Skyrim. Skyrim has re like uh, a, like revised editions. Yeah, they've re-released the same video game with minor changes, and they keep the price at like sixty dollars every time they change something minor. And then they're like, "Here, we're re-releasing because we haven't come up with anything new yet." <laughs> In and this re-release, you can fish, <laughs> right? And it's something. It's always something stupid and not worth the time. Uh, and then there's a lot of people who also, I'm sorry, but everyone does not need to be a video game designer, especially in this like new era of video games, because everybody has this habit of making older video games, which I get some people like, so I can't speak on that behalf. But they want to release like two dimensional kind of like old school Mario games, yeah. but then they want to like constantly revamp it, and they don't change much about it, and. I don't know. It's a lot of independent game designers, and it's cool that you're an independent game designer, but I hate whenever it's like, re-release, re-release, re-release. Also, I don't need this on my PS5. You could have kept it on the PS4. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't need all these 2D games clogging up my, like... Don't you need Pong on the PS5? Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, no, if I wanted Pong, I can get it somewhere else. I don't need it on the PS5. Uh and I guess some people like those games, so I can't talk too much crap. Because there's I a lot of Pong fans but out there. I feel like if somebody wanted to play Pong, for instance, they don't need a PlayStation Five to do it. <laughs> they yeah, could do it on something else. It's like, you know, you can Skyrim, uh, like you said, with the remakes, it's been ported on every single device possible. At one point, uh, refrigerators can play Skyrim. Yeah, your Alexa can play Skyrim. Anything can play. Skyrim. And apparently now Xbox is uh, like owns Bethesda or something like that. So the new Elder Scrolls that's going to be coming out one day. 500 years from now at this point the sun will have consumed the universe in five billion years yes uh so yeah it's one of those things where it's like they just keep re-releasing because they don't have anything new and they know that people want another game like skyrim but they waited so long to get started on it because they were like oh what people really want is some other thing star force or whatever it is they're working on which i'm actually going to because it actually kind of looks a little cool but it's, they, the, it's the same exact thing with grand theft auto yeah, yeah. Uh, which that's exactly it took them so long to go from grand theft gta 5 to gta 6 
it's like why so it took you so long to get some new original content uh oh crap what's that game saints row yes did the same thing where they kept using the same map and it was like they would change the game and i actually enjoyed the story of saints row to a point uh don't play gad out of hell it's not good but (laughs) uh i enjoyed saints row i really liked the story I hated the fact that they kept using the same map over and over. It always took place in the same city. There was two cities that it took place in, but after like they move out of the first city into a new city, but it's like three games in a row. It's all the exact same map. So we're going to conclude now, and here's how we're going to do it. What if we don't? Now that you're right, here's what we're going to do. This is my crazy idea for the conclusion. Okay. So we're going to swap, and you're going to say something you don't like about books. And I'll say something I don't like. About oh video God, games. Mike! You know how many books I've read? Jeez. Yeah, you know. So little. So Landon's a prolific reader of books. So whenever I was reading the Magic Tree House, the issues that I came to were they were numbered, and I could never find the numbers that fit in between. Like I would have one, two, three, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven, fourteen, fifteen, ninety-two. It was like I, I could never get the whole story, and. There was one time I accidentally read ahead, and uh, it just I, ruined it for you. Yeah, like they were talking about the fact that there was this magic lady in the treehouse, and it, then I go back, and it was like, oh, it was the rat all along, and I was like, I don't know. It's big spoiler so, alert! A big spoiler alert, everybody! Uh, the rat is the wizard, and then, no, the rat's the witch lady. And then you find out later on in the books that like there was no magic; they were actually just using their imagination the whole time. No, that can't be true. Yeah, the treehouse never moved. That can't be true. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah. No. It's you will not ruin the magic treehouse. <laughs> The magic tree house wasn't magic. They were talking about the magic of books, and it doesn't actually send you back in time, but it's like it does. There's a magic tree house anime. Is there really? I don't know if it's a full anime. It might just be like I a don't care if it short. was five seconds. It's that sounds amazing. It's like a three minute short, maybe. It could be a whole anime. Who we're knows? gonna watch that later. We are going to as soon as we finish. Now, my okay, thing... your biggest pet peeve with Pokemon's what? No, about <laughs> video games. Okay, okay. About video games, I'm gonna have to go with. Even video games that are made for adults, there's like one end of the spectrum we talked about in the beginning, but the other end is where they try to hold your hand throughout the whole process. Uh, the Pokemon games are one really bad, bad example of this, where they make it too easy. Like, I want the nice balance between something that's, you know, simple and something that's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Pokemon games are a good example of like, if you play one Pokemon game, you played them all. You have played every Pokemon game. They they will be like, "Hey, this is a new Pokemon game. What's the difference between it and the old one?" It, we've added three new Pokemon: <laughs> Grass, Earth, and Fire type. Totally new game. And then you go and you play it, and it's like, "Yeah, you've changed up the way it looks. It's the same game. It, it really is." I'm sorry, you've played every game if you played one of theirs. It's kind of like Fallout. Yeah. It's like, what's my goal in this one? You're going to go save your dad. What's my goal in this one? You're going to go save your son. What's my goal in this oh, wow. one? <laughs> oh, man. A lot of people you got to try and save. Oh, yeah. man. Like, they change up the maps and everything, but the game itself, it's it's pretty much the same. Hmm. Uh, yeah, originality is a big issue. You brought that up earlier, and I was like, yeah. that's, that is a big issue. Because I, when looking to buy video games, because I go through and I look on the list, see what's new, there are so many where I look at them and I'm like, it just doesn't even look good. A lot of new games don't look interesting to me. Uh, one game I'm excited for is the Spider-Man sequel. Oh, I am very excited for that. Yeah. They've done good on the past two. That's true. I will say I was very upset with them that they did not do any kind of DLCs for Miles Morales. I know Miles Morales was more or less a DLC in and of itself. <laughs> but I do... wanted more. 
I wanted to play more with him because by the time you get all the upgrades and shit, I was like, I want to actually play as Miles for a little bit and just go do some like some extra Miles stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, because they did that with the first Spider-Man, where they had all sorts of DLC. Well, they had like three, uh, but it was really fun. It was like a cool, like they had a mobster theme. They had this like, I forget what the other theme the black was. Black cat. The black cat. Yeah. And then they had the uh, and another one. The third one, Silver Sable. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Unpopular question. <laughs> yes. Or, I don't know. Who do you think Peter Parker should be with? Should he be with Mary Jane or Black Cat? Ooh. I gotta say, I have never found Mary Jane. Well, that's not true. She has certain aspects of her that are interesting, but I've never found her that interesting. I'm just talking about like as a character. I uh, think Black Cat's more interesting as a character. Uh, it, it really depends on the writers, though. For a while, she didn't really have anything to do. I like Black Cat just because it gives a little bit of a Batman Catwoman vibe. Uh, but also, like, Peter Parker's not Batman, obviously. He's more goofy and, like, he, you know, he, he's not as traumatized constantly as Batman is. Paul, uh, who wins in a fight, Batman or Spider-Man? Realistically? Yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man could one-shot Batman if he actually wanted to. That's the thing. It's like, if we're talking life or death, like, these heroes have changed their morality and they're actually willing to kill each other. I'm sorry, but non-superpowered people are not going to stand much of a chance. It's beyond Batman. It also goes to Iron Man as well. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Iron Man... Well, let's see. I feel like Iron Man has a better chance than Batman, but if you put them all with no prep time in an arena and swap off their morality and just be like, okay, your goal is to kill everything you see, Spider-Man would easily kill many characters. Because I hate the mentality of people always go with, like, Batman versus Superman. Well, Batman will get some kryptonite, and it's like, if Superman decided to kill Batman, he could probably throw a rock at him from space. And the kryptonite <laughs> doesn't go that far. Yeah, like, the reason Batman's even able to compete with Superman is because Superman doesn't try to kill him initially. Yeah. That's why the fights drag out and crap like that. They're not actually trying to, well, Superman's not trying to kill him, but Batman is trying to kill Superman. Yeah, Batman is, uh, he's trying real hard. Because uh, if you flip it and you actually like turn them against each other and they are starting the fight thinking we're gonna have to one of us is gonna have to die, Superman would easily kill Batman. Yeah. He could destroy the planet itself if he really just felt like it. What like, a great uh, what a great conclusion to this episode. Well, it depends on what type of Superman. What do you mean, which type? Well, there are different power levels for Superman. Which like, power, are we talking about? Uh, the current Superman? Like the current Superman, I don't think could destroy the planet. Not with, like, could, uh, one shot kind of thing. but If he flew through the planet, he potentially could. Potentially. But well, then there's the thing, because as you fly through the planet, you're getting further away from the brightness of the sun. Is Superman as strong underground? I don't think so. And that's one thing, talking about Superman and the sun. One thing I've seen in comic books is where Superman goes and, like, meditates in the sun for a little while and becomes, like, overly superpowered. Yeah. Because he's just absorbing all that radiation. Why doesn't he just do that? Like once a week, take a day. A sun bath. A sun, like a really powerful sun bath. Just absorbing all that radiation. I mean, I guess because he can't really interact with people once he's that radiated. Well, he, I don't think he gives off radiation, does he? He just absorbs it and it's his now. And then he becomes super powered. I mean, I get that he's already treating our world like it's made of cardboard. He said that in one of the movies. He did, yeah. But <laughs> I'm glad you also saw that movie. It was a good one. Yeah. I'm trying to keep you from Shout ending. Shout out to Bruce Tim. I'm trying to keep you from ending the podcast. Tori's already to... said they're too short. What do you mean, Tori? Tori, Tori, listen. Listen here, Tori. I have told you I will do a six hour podcast telethon with you. 
telethon? A telethon. How are you going to make it a tele? How are people going to call in if it's a podcast? You record the pre. Are you going to do live? Because live you would telethon. have to. Okay. Where people, you listen here, Tori. It's happening. I was going to say, if you do a podcast telethon, you haven't released it yet. So it's just going to be like, man, nobody's calling in. We gave out the number at the beginning, but no one. Jesus. We'll we'll do it, and then uh, <laughs> we'll call people. That's what we'll do. You will call people. We will, okay. It's like a reverse telethon. <laughs> That's all, folks. Tune in next time when Mike and Landon talk about more things. And it, we'll have a great time, won't we, Landon? Yes, we will. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be swell. I can't wait to see what all you edit out of this one. <laughs> I'm going to edit out so much. Hopefully we'll have uh, 20 coherent minutes, maybe. Bye.